Hey again, guys. Um, yeah, welcome back. That's yeah, it. Another day in paradise. That's Just another it. thought process. Remember? Just another thought process. That's it with James and Seb. Yeah, so uh, we had a bit of technical difficulties, mostly to my part, and we lost most of our first episode, uh, which had all of our introductions. So we're just going to quickly do another quick introduction here. Sounds good to me. It's lock and load. So Sebastian, um, 20, 26 years of age, part-time surfer, full-time accountant. I like that. I mm-hmm. like that. Nice. And everybody, I'm James again, 26 years old, 27 soon to be, both of us actually. Yeah, 10 days away. Uh, 10 days away? From each other. From, from each other, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey. um, and again, full-time sales at the moment and part-time snowboarder. You! <laughs> Uh, yeah well yeah don't want to sell it too hard because i'm not really a part-time surf yet but i want to be hey so, man you know what if I'm you love learning. it if you love I'm it learning. you gotta do it i'm learning and you know what i want to pick up surfing as well uh, yeah. but i suppose today that kind of segues onto our next discussion so in episode one we kind of want to talk about travel definitely i love traveling yeah fuck yeah travel's great, amazing <laughs> but we both did an extended period of travel after we finished university yeah. Um, and that sort of was a discovery about ourselves. Um, ups and downs. Ups and downs. Uh, and why we went. So maybe you should start. That's it. Why did you go? And, <laughs> and where did you go? And yeah. who did you go with? Fair enough. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I suppose um, after finishing university, I decided to actually do a year of freelancing as an animator because I did my course. Uh, no one probably knows this as uh, in 3D animation and motion capture, which at the time I thought I really enjoyed. After doing a year of freelancing, I realized maybe this isn't exactly what I want to do. And to be very honest, I was really lost. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I thought I found something, turns out I didn't. So that kind of threw a huge spanner in the works. Um, yeah, so then I only I did the only thing I thought would be the rational thing to do be irrational and decide to pack everything up and literally travel halfway across the world to north america and live in canada because i'm not i know i always wanted to try snowboarding didn't know if i liked it so i thought you know what the best way to try and do it is to be forced to do it and and live on a mountain so that was my first experience just pack everything up i literally bought my my ticket organized work um half across the world went downstairs to my parents i'm like hey guys i've kind of booked a one-way ticket to canada scared the absolute bejesus out of them mm. because i've never done anything like that before i've traveled a lot gone here for two weeks three weeks a month even even two months my longest trip but never just six months hey going see ya i'm gone yeah, yours happened quite drastically because I, I remember we went snowboarding the first time, all of us as a yep. group, and you guys loved it that much. And then you said, "Think." Then one of you, when Cal was going to Canada, and then you were like, "You're going to Canada too." No, no, that's not what happened. No, no, I, I literally, I, I, I said to our group, "I'm going to Canada." Is that how it was? That's how it was. And, and I then, know and, yours was abrupt. And and then Cal was like, "Okay, I'll come to Canada." if you come to America first for me and travel for, for two months. Okay. And I'm like, okay, deal. I don't remember that part and, of the conversation. <laughs> well, you technically weren't part of it. It was like, true, uh, that like is very I'll true. do this if you follow me. And I'm like, absolutely, I'd love to. Mm. 
So that's pretty much how it worked out. And next minute, um, six months turned into 12 months, which turned into two years. Yeah, yours yours and wasn't a plan. Yeah, exactly. No, because again, we didn't buy a, a ticket home. I'm no. like, you know what? One-way ticket. I'm going to go when I'm ready. And six months was not long enough. Yeah. And I'm so glad I stayed. Yeah. So glad I stayed. Seriously. Yeah. I can't say enough good, good things about just packing up and leaving to try and do something that you've never done before. Yeah, it definitely puts you in a, in a different... Um just state of mind when you go do something like that mm-hmm. but it, yeah yours experience is like while it's similar sort of running away but it was a completely different experience to mine so mine wasn't sort of running away because i didn't know what to do i wanted to do something um but i sort of had a fear of confrontation and didn't know how to break up with my girlfriend at the time and that's how I did it, which in hindsight was a horrible idea. And I wish I could go back and actually have a conversation um, about it rather than... Uh, Travelling across the world? Yeah. So it, it, in a way it was bad, but at the same time I, I, I did learn how not to do something. Um, and this was like six years ago, five, five years ago. It was, ago. yeah, yeah. So for someone who didn't know how to communicate, I guess, I guess that's that's why I ran away, uh, mainly. And then again, it was because I I didn't have a full time job. Once I finished, that was part of it. Um, but I travelled on my own completely, so it was a little bit different to your experience. Mm-hmm. And I went to a country where they didn't predominantly speak English, so I went to South Korea and taught English for a year. And I do not have a teaching background at all. So that was... Uh, Fun, unique. Yeah, well, the first six months were a stretch. That w- that were probably very difficult. I hated the teaching experience part of it for probably three to six months. After I got over that hump and I started finding sort of my groove, then it started to be a bit more fun. Because I think... And they teach you this, but you don't sort of... Uh, for me, I find, I find it very difficult to listen. I used to find it very difficult to listen to people. And I would just try and do sh- stuff on my own and figure it out along the way. And I found that with teaching, I think you, you, there, there is an aspect of it where you have to take in a lot of what people have already experienced and apply it straight away. Because my issue was I was way too nice to begin with and children just walked all over me. But that was, yeah, you got to start off firm and then go down was that way. And then living in another culture that was completely different to Australia, it was another, it was just something to get used to. Um, And just experiencing that that different communication between other people and how you interact and the and the sort of respect levels for older people was just... If you're not used to it. Yeah, it's a, it bit, it's really, a bit odd. It would be really strange. Yeah, just just to get used to that, become the day-to-day experience. And then learning a language was another... On another, top of everything. Yeah. So, so <laughs> language shock, culture shock, and doing something you've never done before in your yeah, life. Yeah, and it's just like it was, it was being thrown in the deep end of a pool with sharks in it, so... You know, fair enough. It was... A lot of growth very quickly because it was like doing all that on your own was the big part and making friends that was that was a, another big thing it, it would have been really really difficult was it difficult or because you were the well, token white boy it was to start off with 
it was difficult but exciting because you were kind of in this culture that didn't have that many westerners you became kind of like a you know mini celebrity mini sensation yeah <laughs> um uh, that'd be a weird experience yeah it was it was yeah because yeah. canada was nothing like that there is so many so many westerners everywhere everyone is just traveling yeah it's all the exact same yeah, yeah. it was fun but very very different did you have any expectations when you left? Um, you know what? No, I just, you know what? To be honest, I was I was so scared and so nervous. Yeah. But I think it was a mixture of, holy shit, what am I doing? Mm. With, oh my God, what am I doing? This is amazing. So it was, it was hand in hand most of the time. As for expectation, all I knew that, all I knew that is I wanted to, to go there. Mm-hmm. And just experience it. That's essentially it. I didn't know what I wanted to do there. I knew I wanted to go snowboarding. Mm. I wanted to travel the States a bit. I wanted to travel Canada. Um, I didn't know if I would be able to do it in six months. Turns out I couldn't. <laughs> Wait, six months? took you... No, you would have been half decent in six months. Yeah, I know. But, but because I was living on a mountain for, for a long period of time, I was very, very isolated in essentially a small ski town. Okay. And when you're isolated up there, you need a car to go down I did not have enough money absolutely so I needed to work to pay for rent to pay for food mm. to pay for everyday life essentials mm. um, but yeah but once I got on my feet money wise then I could then eventually as you know I ended up buying a car everybody and pretty much spent two and a half months with two other friends doing a road trip through British Columbia, driving all the way up to mm. Northwest, Northwest Territories, seeing this, this, the Northern Lights, which was oh, that unreal. Been, that would have been epic. And, and then driving through the Yukon, which is yeah. on the border of Alaska, all the way back down um, through Northern British Columbia, down to, right, uh, to um, typical British Columbia, then driving all the way across... Then driving down through North Dakota, which I won't mention what happened in North Dakota. Okay. <laughs> and um, going through Chicago, back to Toronto, all the way over to um, uh, Montreal, which is in Quebec. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. It was about 22, 23,000 kilometers. Okay. It was the best Jeez. way to travel in a car, in Speechless. a tent. It was, it was, it was, it was. It was mind blowing. It was Jesus. so much fun. You know what I find strange mm-hmm. with traveling is that you you become so immersed with like learning about what's there, seeing everything that country has to offer, and then when you're here, but you, you forget don't... about where the hell you're at. And and I found that everyone I talk to, like travelers, like, oh, you're from Australia. Have you been here? I'm like, no. Have you been here? No. Have you seen this? Never even knew that was there. There was so much stuff like that. And it was, yeah. it kind of put a lot into perspective because I'd be going to all these different towns and seeing like different parts of the country that I was exploring in South Korea. But when I, I when I look back on everything I did in Australia, I had seen nothing. I'd never been to Sydney. It, I'd never been to Adelaide. It's the exact I'd, same thing. Yeah. And I'd never done Great Ocean Road with anyone. It was, it was. And again, you always find that. Yeah. But when, whenever, if, if you meet any travelers, they're like, oh, you're from Australia. Have you been anywhere? No, I haven't. Oh, <laughs> you're from, let's say, uh, like France. Have you, have you traveled France? No. No. If you're from Germany, have you traveled Germany? No. <laughs> it's, it's a bit odd. And I, I find, how, how do you kind of, like now I'm starting to explore the country a bit, but you, 
It's it's a weird thing. Like, you know, I, I I think it's that you always think you have time. Yeah, I suppose. And you're like, oh, I can put it off. Oh, yeah. I got work. Oh, I got to see my friends. Yeah, I got to yeah. do this. I got to do that. I got commitments. Whereas when you're traveling, your whole purpose of being there mm. is to travel, is to explore, is to see something new. Is to do something different. So it's a very, very different mindset. Yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. But it, yeah. But how do you sort of encourage people to go to see places in their own country without pushing them to do it? Because, like, everyone loves to travel, but you never... Like, rarely do you ever hear, like, someone go, I'm going to go drive to the middle of Australia. There's nothing there, but... Do you want to drive to the middle of Australia? You know, I'm actually... I'd like to try... Apparently, <laughs> there's a train that goes from Perth to Sydney, and there's a train that goes from... Um, I think Darwin, Adelaide, something like that. Really? I didn't even know that existed. So there's a train line that goes to the each... northwest. Uh, I could be making this stuff up, but I I I, I remember reading something that so there north, was a train line east west. Yes, essentially. I, oh, that's I, pretty I, cool. I, I thought that was a thing. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. But another thing with with sort of traveling is that I, I for me it was also an aspect of being able to be someone else. Like yep. Like before I left, uh, and again, now part of me, I was quite shy. I didn't know how to sort of communicate very effectively. I don't want to say effectively, but my communication was quite closed off. Whereas when I, as soon as I stepped off that plane... You exude confidence. It, was, it wasn't my confidence, but it was just different. And, and I was able to talk to people without feeling like... Without overthinking it. And probably it was because you were in a new place and you couldn't overthink it. You couldn't think about how, how, how you're acting. You just kind of had enough. to, had but, to but you know shot. what? Being a traveler is the best icebreaker. Yeah. And it's something you have in common. Yeah. 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 But, but, but even if they're not traveling and you just meet some randoms at the bar and like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm from Australia. Just traveling through yeah. like, Oh, what? That's amazing. I've always wanted to go traveling. That's it true. It opens up a dialogue, That's true. which on honestly, if you're traveling, just mention that, that that you're you're traveling, you're passing through. Oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It 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 just leads. It it snowballs yeah. into a conversation. And also, I've noticed that if you do travel and and you do mention that, people tend to like that's awesome. And then somehow you end up hanging out with them. Have you ever done that? Like yeah. you've gone out with night with a couple mates, and then you meet someone. You like say, and then you're like from there, you're like boom, 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 and suddenly you just with this giant group of people you don't know who, who the hell they are yep. but you just party it's together it's so much fun yeah it, it, it I love it yeah I kind of want to go traveling again <laughs> it does make you want to do that like, oh. like you, you already you went New Zealand last year anyway. yeah I did and then New Zealand was fun when I went but again it's just I went to go snowboarding yeah so it wasn't really travel travel it was just to have a good time yeah you can always go no. short instances like again again for me I'm going to use myself as an example year and a half ago, went to Japan, went there for about uh, three weeks. It was unreal. Mm. Got to, because uh, I've been there, um, I've been to Japan before, I've already done the major cities, I've done a lot, a lot of the cultural things. Mm-hmm. Again, I went back because I like to chase winter. I went from mountain to mountain, which I'd never done before. I'd mm. never bought it Japan and it was unreal. But again, I met a lot of people very similar to me. Again, uh, uh, North American, Australian, European, uh, Asian, a, a lot of different cultures all coming together to, to participate in one sport. Mm. And when you go out, you meet like-minded people, you have a good time, and then you go home, get up, 
go to the mountain, bored, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, have an amazing time, relax, recenter. Um, and then after that, essentially go back into the city, get ready to go home, and then boop, over the ocean, and you're back home. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be long. I know, but like long-term travel, I think. Very different. Very different, but... There are other aspects of like long-term travel that you will never be able to experience if you just go somewhere for two weeks. Absolutely um, not. So integrating yourself into the society is not challenging, well, it is challenging, but just sort of interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting experience, especially just learning like the little nooks and crannies of like your like, little town where you're living, like, Actually, side no, streets, You're right, becoming part of the community yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another part of it. Going to classes like trying to join groups i mean i did i did a i think i, I joined a, <laughs> i joined a university music group and you should have seen these people's faces when i walked in and they were like what the hell does this guy want because they, they they were kind of confused and they had a they had a uh, performance that week and they're like oh yeah you can join can you can you be in this performance i'm like what I've been here for like I just walked in legitimately. Um, so did you perform? Yeah, I played the box drum. That's what I got. <laughs> but it was it was interesting oh, how quickly that that happened and how how quick how much people are willing to accept you into into sort of their their inner circles. That's actually really fun. It was it was odd. It, well, not odd. It was a cool experience, but um, they yeah the acceptance was was there. It's very it was just straight away, which was cool. That's okay. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, learning Korean songs was definitely a challenge. Do you still remember your Korean? Uh, I can speak it kinda. I can remember like different parts of dialogue, but I definitely can't have a conversation. You can understand broken Korean? Mm. Not really. I could pick out words. I used to be able to guess like what people were saying to me. Like I was never fluent, but I could guess what. I could understand uh, like maybe 50 or 60% of people what they were saying and then I could try and guess what they were saying. Um, but it wasn't a conversational level. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. I suppose we've had a few more years of practice and actually learning it properly. Well, I, I was doing classes three times a week. I, and that, that was a funny thing because, you know, we, we did, I did... I did Chinese for 10 years from primary school to high school and I don't know jack. I didn't know anything. But it's funny how just that having that little bit of motivation, you have a reason for to learning learn it something. and how quickly you are able to adapt to that. And I was going to classes three times a week and I was able to apply it straight away. And it was that application. You were able to execute what you were learning straight away. And that learning kind of just that kind of reinforced, reinforced what, what you were yeah. learning in the classroom. And the hardest part about those classes was the teacher did, barely spoke any English. And so you had to communicate with his teacher in a language you didn't even understand. It was, it was, it was, that was funny. It was lucky that we had a group of completely different levels of Korean. So we had one that was nearly, like nearly fluent and then getting to be fluent. And then you had sort of wow. my level, which is completely beginner, <laughs> not there at all. Um, oh. So yeah, that was, that was definitely, yeah. Uh, now again, your, your, your experience to mine was vastly different, mm. but Still sounds like so much fun though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of wish that I was on a mountain too sometimes because you get that sort of, you kind of get an energy, like a weird kind of energy of being in that nature. Whereas I was completely in a city 
all the yeah. time. And you're right. It, it's literally, I wake up in the morning, all I see is mountain ranges. Mm. All I see is forests. Mm. All I see is a beautiful sky. And yeah. because I essentially baristered, thankfully, indoors, oh my God. I Wait, you barist- there was baristas that were outdoors? Yeah. But really? Like, yeah, I like some, some small, some huts. But going back from that, at least I wasn't a lifty, but they always had to be outside. Yeah. Hail, rain, snow, blistering like like negative 15 degrees. They have to be outside. I, I don't For think me, I... literally, I wake up. Again, it's early, <laughs> 6 a.m., bored to work. Yeah. Um, rock up by like 6.30, watch the sunrise go over the mountains. Oh, man. Just tranquil, tranquil. Yeah. It was, it was bliss. It was but amazing. There's, there's something about being in nature that that would just make you feel like that much more alive. You, you had no care in the world. Yeah, it's just that you're enjoying day by day. You don't have any any real pressures, any real. Yeah, you, you're living in the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That's cool. Which I really loved. You can have that here too, and I find it very strange that you can have these sort of feelings every day when you're traveling but how how do you how do you implement that or or how do you how do you live like that every day and that's that's what i found is like a struggle with um being back in your country you kind of because it it becomes so monotonous you kind of forget what what you're you kind of get used to the routine yeah which is kind of sad but how do you keep how do you keep that 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 is true energy right but but again you can't like you can't always be happy. You, you can't yeah. always be depressed. You can't always be ecstatic. You can't yeah. always be sad. It's a cycle. Mm. And typically you want to try and stay and relatively centered. centered as possible. Experience happiness. Experience mm. sadness. Mm. Depression. Excitement. Mm. Because that is normal. That is natural. That mm. is healthy. You can't be happy all the time. Yeah, and true. that's what people always chase. Mm. And then when they get it, they're like, oh, I thought this was going to be better. I got to chase more happiness, happiness, mm. happiness, happiness. And I feel like that's what a lot of, of <laughs> you do experience a lot of happiness when you travel, mm. but that's not always normal or natural. No, it's sort of like a high. It is. Yeah. Um, but, and, and every day, I suppose you just need to focus on yourself. Get it. Work can be stressful. It can be monotonous. Like, it, it, it can be what you don't want it to be but you always have to take time step back breathe accept who you are accept what's happening and just be happy with yourself and what you have yeah it's definitely hard to do that though it is it is like i think you i find that as well man yeah but you you tend to have a bit more of a grounded sort of life's not lifestyle but sort of mind i think whereas i i've I've been that person who's been chasing and chasing and chasing i've always been something like that i've always wanted to get to the next level that's all i would always sort of had which actually was part of my performance review when they they actually said that i'm always looking for that next thing rather than focusing on what i have and i think that's a downfall of what not downfall, but that's a, that's a challenge that I, I'm you know facing. What? But that's always motivation, though. It is, but then again, you're not again, you're not being present and um, sort of a, not accepting. What's the word? Recognizing? No. Understanding what you have and appreciating yeah. appreciating what you have in the moment. But but again, reflecting back onto myself, where it is literally just, I'm happy with the moment. I enjoy it. 
it's good, but sometimes, and I accept this as a fault of my own, I need to be more motivated. And again, it's all balance. Mm. Sometimes I need to be more and more motivated to think about my future. You mm. sometimes mm. need to be um, more... Step back. More, step myself. back, be more grounded, appreciate what you have at the mm. moment. It's all about balance. Again, it's just like I said before, can't always be happy, can't always be sad. You've got to find that a good center. I hate when people say balance, though. And I get it, but I hate it at the same time. Balance is impossible. (laughs) But you have to try it as much as possible. Yeah. And if you forget to do something, realize, shit, I need to take time to do this. Oh, shit, I need to take time to look after myself. Well, I think putting yourself first is a big thing. Like health, if you you can put your... Physical, mental, absolutely. um, Health, and you understand how that impacts how that's going to impact you in 10 years and you start making those small changes today. Yeah. That is a a good good thing about routine for me personally that I've found. I've been able to develop those small habits and change the way I am. And it's given me more energy. It's given me a bit more excitement about the day-to-day activities. See, and that is a positive of of the routine, the mundane. It is a positive. I'm not going to say it. But sometimes, you know, you you sort of lose sight of what it's actually doing. Mm. Yeah. But anyway... On, on the sort of mental state, and I found this, but you've mentioned that you, you felt extremely down when you came back. From that, that I was borderline depressed when when when, when, when I came back from Canada. But I, ne- I never saw that. Like, yeah, because like when I was home, it was I'd sit there and I'd sit like for an hour or two just on my couch and be like, what the fuck am I doing here? Really? Yeah. Is that that intense? Yeah. I mean, I, I, had, I had a similar experience... And that came up in my music during that time. If you listen to like that six months period, it's really dark. A lot of the stuff is quite dark. Um, Some of the stuff I said was about, not about myself, but some of the stuff I was saying was quite, you're like, where is this kid's head at? And I suppose that's, that's kind of where, um, that's how you're able to, to filter everything out of you. Yeah, but again, going back to that, living on that high and talking about that balance, maybe, maybe that traveling does put you on that sort of pedestal. And it's not a drug, but it does put you in that sort of state of mind. It's like this is it's euphoric. Yeah, and then you come back and you hit with reality, and you're like, oh, and you're like, what the hell am I doing here? And yeah. you kind of get trapped in that. You know, is it is it is it even worth staying here? Mm, and then again, when I came back, I had no job. Yeah, that was the same with me. I think three months it took me. It was two it was a month and a half for me yeah. so just just under two months and i'm like the first week was I'm great like, oh first week two weeks i'm like oh this is great i could i could live like this and then after a while i'm like yeah i am so bored i need something to do well yeah and after you've been traveling for two years or one year you don't have that much money just to go blow on no. just random yeah. activities so then you needed to knuckle down, get a job, and just start funding and fueling mm. your your passions, essentially. Yeah. But you've got to start somewhere. If you, Well, yeah, that, I do agree with that. But you, you're better off working than not working, I think. I think so, especially for your mental health. Because yeah. then working, you, you, you start getting... You start getting involved with a group of people. Yeah. You start to create relationships, and you need relationships. Yeah, well, but like working has its 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 place, but uh, like there there is there is beauty in in someone like 
doing something every day and not getting paid for it and just finding and just challenging themselves day in and day out and that kind of routine yeah. right if you can establish that yourself that is i think in a way it, not better but at a higher sort of i find that really hard I'll yeah be very honest. that's a very difficult thing and i and i don't know we're on work with technology if, if it gets rid of and it's going that way where it will get rid of a lot of jobs for humanity um what will humans what do they do right yeah. and and i think mental health is going to become an even bigger issue when that happens because people are going to be sitting around being like what the frick am i supposed to do because no one's taught us what to do in our free time and it, it, we've always had something to do right so either a task a deadline yeah. or a, a prior commitment a goal. That's you, you're always having these sort of things to work towards and if that disappears I, I'm, I'm quite interested to see where where uh, humanity will lead to that's actually a, a pretty good uh, pretty good thought to leave it on I think yeah yeah we did, we did. <laughs> like maybe transfer into something else yeah it did diverge off travel there a little bit it did but you know what I think it was all relatively relevant yeah that yeah, was good it was a good conversation I really enjoyed that yeah so I don't know alright that's the first episode. Oh, thanks, guys, for joining us again. Hopefully yes. we didn't uh, ramble too long. No, I think that was perfect timing. <laughs> um, so thank you, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.